Hey, great friends. What's up? It's Monday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. Stick around. We're just getting rolling. Man, what a gnarly day it has been outside. So uh, for those of you that are watching um, and uh, hanging with us on YouTube, especially live right now, bro, chill, get warm. We're going to have a great time. And uh, man, it is bad outside. It has been a one badass day. I mean, dude, freezing and rainy and like flooding and craziness. All right, we'll get started. Um, first, let me thank our, our sponsors and our partners. I'll start with Seven Mile Casino. You know their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And as always, Alex puts up the QR code for those of you that want to use it on your phone. Um, if you love playing blackjack and poker and other table games, if you love great food and great drinks, if you, like me, prefer a smoke-free environment and you also don't want to schlep all the way out to East County somewhere, uh, come on down to Seven Mile Casino. It's a, it's a great, great place. Parking is easy and free. And the casino is so convenient. It's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego and right off Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. The location, the food, the drink, the gaming, the TV monitors everywhere. Good luck. You're a winner. And you're going to have a great time at Seven Mile Casino. Their website, sevenmilecasino.com. Speaking of good luck, oh my gosh, this weekend, I was this close, man. I was this close to having like my biggest weekend ever on prize picks. Now, luckily, I was able to score this weekend and win money this weekend on prize picks. But the fact of the matter is, I was this close to coming on the air today and just bragging like a mofo about how I killed it. But Josh Allen can't get any help, can't get anybody to catch a ball deep. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, frankly, just did not have to throw for as much as I thought he would. And then Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, one reception. That's all I needed from Travis Kelsey was one more reception. I was so close on prize picks. So for somebody who was ice cold, man, I'm all of a sudden heating up on prize picks. And now I want you to do the same thing. You could take $10 and potentially turn it into $1,000 on prize picks. And you say to me, how's that possible? Here's how. You take basketball guys, put them together with football guys. You play in the specials section, and if you can just, with a few clicks, get four right, you have an opportunity to 100 times your money. So if you've not made your first deposit into prize picks, do it now. You can do it with Apple Phone Pay. Super easy. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. For those of you that are looking right here, right here, the QR code. Click on the QR code, and it'll take you right there. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100, and we're going to be talking plenty about prize picks as the show goes on. Hey, um, today is my third straight week with Athletic Greens. And I said I wanted to create a habit. I wanted to make sure I took my Athletic Greens every day. Alex, I gave you a bag of Athletic Greens last week. Have you gotten back on the AG1 train? Yes. Not every day like you, though. But yes, okay. I'm back on. I'll today tell you right now. One of them. Okay. You want clarity of mind. You want sustained energy. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics. You got an issue here. You're stuck. Gone. Okay. All I'm suggesting to you is this. You want to get healthy. You want to do it the whole year. Don't just do it at the beginning of January. Do it every day. Get with Athletic Greens. Buy through us. You get five free travel packs and the one-year supply of vitamin D. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All right, we'll have much more coming up, but I think we're ready to start the show. Let's do it. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Monday afternoon. 
This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Before we even go anywhere near all of the sports stuff that happened this weekend, the divisional round of the playoffs and the championship round is set. We'll get to all that coming up. Um, before we get to San Diego State and all of a sudden this basketball team, maybe with some problems, we'll get to that story on the way. Um, how about the number one high school quarterback in the country from right here in San Diego goes down to Alabama, never even gets really going and then decides to transfer. We'll get to that story coming up and all kinds of other nonsense that will happen along the way for sure. But hold on a second today, the rain, uh, yellow, we have not seen rain like this in well over a year. I mean, last winter was really bad. I know it because I did a lot of driving in the rain from San Diego to L.A. when I was going from SD cap and transforming into L.A. cap. I know it. There was a lot of rain last year. But this one, man, all of a sudden, I don't know what time it was this morning, about 5, 5.30 a.m. I don't know where what it was for you guys, where you guys were. But the rain has not stopped all day long, depending on where you are. So here's what I want to say. Everybody who's listening on radio in particular, be careful. Slow down, take your time. We're going to get you all the way home. We're going to do it safely. Watch out for those big ass puddles, water spraying everywhere. So just be careful out there because it's brutal. Alex, how was it for you this morning? I figured you got to get out and walk mm -hmm. the dog. You oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably was uh, 6 30 a.m. this morning. I, I put on a full like rain suit garb. I got my Columbia jacket, my beanie my outdoor shoes because it is coming down dude and i got the dog a raincoat because she's got so much fur if i don't protect her she's gonna be wet all day and i'm not trying to have wet dog smell in my house so our walk lasted a solid three minutes mm -hmm. she peed and she was like oh, i'm gonna poop and we're gonna go back and that mm -hmm. is exactly what happened but in those three four five minutes whatever it was we were soaked bro yeah. like straight up soaked and so i believe at like 9 30 ish this morning there was a national weather alert for flash flood warning until yeah. one o'clock in my area. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw it also. I got it too. Um, I will tell you that at like 7.30 a.m., which is usually when my daughter and I get together in the kitchen, she you know hooks herself up with some breakfast. She puts down her athletic greens. Uh, we make a cup of coffee. We, this is like our morning time to hang out, just she and I. Mm -hmm. This morning at like 7.40, I was like, okay, you know what? I haven't heard from her. I'm not waking her up. I did not want my daughter to go to school today. I literally, and I know this sounds crazy, especially for people who are from the East Coast, and it took like 12 inches of snow for them to cancel uh, school. I did not want my daughter to go to school this morning because of the uh, rain and the puddles and not just her. She's like, I know how to drive in the rain. It's not you, girl. It's everybody else. It's, the, it's getting on the freeway. It's getting nearby the school. It's the kids who are inexperienced driving through the parking lot. So I didn't want her to go to school. And then at like 7.45 in the morning, I'm up in my bedroom and I hear her going, Dad. I'm like, oh, she's finally up. Turns out she was up. She was downstairs. I missed her. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to school. I'm like, oh, no. I thought I literally thought I was trying to keep her from going to school, but she wasn't having it. She's like, I know how to drive in the rain. I'm like, okay, do your thing, man. Just be careful, dude. Give people space. You know, don't get up people's ass and maybe tell the people behind you, give me a little bit of room. Slow down. Uh, it's better to get there safely and late or take a long time than for you to rush and uh, and get into an accident. Saturday, I uh, went up to visit uh, my buddy up. He lives up in north, like Escondido area mm -hmm. uh, off the 78. And 
I was up there and as soon as we left his house, it starts pouring and the whole way down just pouring. And it's one of those, like we're in the freeway. There was all this, like, what's it called? Mist or what? Not mist, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, the spray behind oh, yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. So we we're all like going slow as hell. And I was like, let, this is fine. Let's go slow. You know, there's no reason for us as a, as a whole on the, on the 15 going South for us to yeah. go fast. Yeah. And uh, I hate when it sprays like that. Cause that's when it's dangerous. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. And, uh, so- Saturday, I was real happy sitting on the couch watching games. You know, mm-hmm. that early game in particular, that Baltimore game. Uh, I was very happy sitting on the couch watching it. As a matter of fact, that game kind of got a little bit boring, you know, because Baltimore was in total control in the second half that I started kind of dozing off. I'm like, oh, this is great. A Saturday afternoon of watching football mm-hmm. and sitting on the couch and, you know, in and out of a nap when a game is pretty much over. But I had a friend in town who was visiting from Boise. And he's like, dude, we're going to get together for dinner on Saturday night. Now, when he when he booked the dinner, I had no I didn't even look at the calendar to know that the Green Bay San Francisco game was going to be on at 530. So he booked a dinner at seven o'clock. And I had to say to him, I go, bro, listen, I'm really sorry to you and your girlfriend, but uh, I cannot come meet you guys at seven o'clock for dinner because I'm going to be the guy sitting in the restaurant on my phone watching the game. And I don't want to be rude like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what. How about you guys go have dinner? And then we meet up afterwards, which we did for drinks. And then uh, then we went to the belly up on Saturday night. Did you night. put one on Saturday night? I don't, not really. No? Not really? No, why? Why do you say that? Your texts were giving me, oh, he's had a few tonight. Vibes. Why? What did I, really? What, what time yeah. do you think these texts were? Uh, whenever you ran into a certain executive in town. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So what happened yeah, was, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So what happened was um, I was up in, um, I was up in Encinitas. Um, and I walk into Union Kitchen and Tap in Encinitas and um, shout out to my guy, Eric Lightstein, who's owned that place forever, the one downtown as well. And I go there because I want to see the second half of the game. And then my buddy is going to come and he's going to meet us there. And I don't I honestly I, I don't I have just not been drinking at all. And I had like two beers at, at Union and I'm watching the game and I beers. walk into yeah, beers, just uh, like light beers, you know, and I walk in. And, um, and I, it's like, it was like Norm walked into cheers. I didn't know this was going to happen. I mean, just a million people that I knew and everybody's coming up and we're saying hello and whatever. And two guys I'm sitting there with are huge, huge sports fans, especially Padre fans. And I see come right like by my table, not like right in front of me, but a little bit across. I notice out of the corner of my eye, I go, Oh, look, there's AJ Preller, AJ Preller Mm -hmm. right there. So I say Mm -hmm. to my buddies, I go, Hey, there's a guy who just walked to the bathroom when he comes out, tell me who just walked into the bathroom. Yeah. And they, and they, AJ comes walking out. He goes back, you know, past the table and up to the mm-hmm. bar and wherever he was going. And they go, who, I don't know who, who is that guy? And I go, that's so funny that you guys don't know who that is. You're huge mm-hmm. Padre fans. You go to Padres um, events that, you know, like, like all their charity gala stuff. You're on the field. This one buddy of mine flew with the Padres on their team plane to Philadelphia because he bought it at some charity auction, had no idea. It was AJ Preller. He just sort of blended in with the group. I mean, he looks like a young guy. He's wearing a hoodie. What was he wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Brown hoodie, not with Padres logos or anything on it. Just a brown hoodie. Um, just completely normal guy fits in. Put it this way in Encinitas, AJ Preller in a bar on a Saturday night for a football game, there wasn't one person like go up to his table. Hey, man, congratulations. Or hey, man, good to see you. Or hey, go Padre. I mean, not one person in the place even knew who he was. Mm. I you you specify Encinitas. I think that's probably the case anywhere. 
Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I'm just saying in Encinitas, he just blends into, he looks like everybody else. Yeah. Cause he's not like physically there, there's nothing that stands out about him that you're like, Oh, that's, that's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember, yeah. like, like Bruce Bochy's a giant dude. Like, yeah. He's a big guy. You know, he kind of stands out in a crowd. Yep. Yep. AJ Prellard's not, not, not talking trash. It's just what it is. You know, no, like he just, just looks like a normal guy that happens to be the Padres pr president of baseball ops. Dude, he's a five foot nine inch, 165 pound white guy. He yeah. doesn't have anything distinguishable, you know, looking about himself. He's got short brown hair. You know, he he's not like unattractive, but he's not like, you know, ultra supermodel handsome. You mm -hmm. know, he's just he's just as normal looking as a guy. So I said to you guys, I go, guys, AJ Preller just walked by me here. Mm -hmm. And my one buddy said to me, he goes, how come you didn't go up to him and say hi? I go, oh, I don't want to go. I, dude, it's Saturday night. I'm out with my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm out with a couple of buddies. Yeah. There's a whole bunch yeah. of people here that I know that I didn't know were going to be here. I'm watching the game. The last thing I want to do is go up to AJ Preller and go, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, 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 you know, I don't care. I don't want to go. No, man. No, no, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I no. wanted you to. I know you did. You were pushing me like, go talk to him. Go take a picture with him. I'm like, I'm not freaking taking a picture with him. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, you know, miles and miles away. And I'm just like thinking in my head, like, that'd be funny if you take a picture with him. I'm not the guy sitting next to him trying to, you know, make it all awkward and crap. So that's all. Anyway, all right. Um, so listen, just we're just getting... like I was like, oh, Scott's having fun tonight. That's I what had, I told my buddy. I think <laughs> I had three beers. I think I had three yeah. light beers, mm. and then went to went from Encinitas down to the Belly Up in Solana Beach, where I saw a band called Black Crows Revival. I, you know, I love tribute bands. I did not know anybody was a Black Crows tribute band, and I'm the only guy in the entire place that knows every word to every Black Crows song. You know, so that's kind of a weird thing. Like that's yeah. one of my fave bands. You know, nobody yeah. else would have known those those words. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a that's like a generational thing, probably because in my head, I'm like, I can't name you one Black Crow song, and to have mm -hmm. a tribute band. Yeah, 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 they were great. All right, listen, um, what a weekend! And you guys are probably wondering where's Browner. Let me tell you where Browner is. Browner's here, um, but Browner is not participating in the show today, um, not because he's punished in any way or that he's punishing us in any way. Uh, although I will tell you this, I had a meeting with somebody this morning who told me that, and this person lives in Colorado, put him back on the screen. Look how cute he is. Um, somebody told me this morning, this guy lives in Colorado. He's like, I listen every day. I'm a huge fan. It keeps me connected with my hometown of San Diego. He goes, and, and he goes, and I want you to know, I agree with everything you say, Scott. I agree with everything that Alex says. And I disagree with everything Browner says. And I said, you're out of your mind. Browner's, Browner's the, the, the brains of this operation. But but one thing, look at Browner right now. Look at him. I want everybody to see him like he's a fish in a fishbowl. He has his background blurred on his monitor, like as if he were on a Zoom call and doesn't want you to see the mess behind him. And he cannot figure out why his background is blurred and it's pissing him off. So he's like, go on without me. I mean, it doesn't look bad, Brown. It just yeah. looks blurred. That's all. Yeah. I'm ready to back just, out. I You're wonder ready to give if up, it, aren't you? No, 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 not give up. I'm just, I'm just gonna like restart my entire computer. But it's not the computer; it's something, something in the software. I, I'm wondering it's because your back, your back wall is actually green, and I guarantee you it's messing with it somehow. Really, he thinks it's a green screen today. Yeah, because of the yeah. darkness, because of the because he the looks rain and a gray. little like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's my depth perception has changed when it's raining, but mm. he looks a lot more forward. He always feels like he's closer to that back wall than he is yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Did you move, Brown? No. 
No. Now he's muted. I, I'm sorry to now laugh at muted. you. It's just that I understand the frustration. I know how frustrating technology can be. And I can only imagine that a smart guy like you, who I always have to ask how to do things, is now trying to figure out how to do things. And neither me nor Alex knows how to help you. It's not cooperating. Where mm. it was supposed to be, it's not. So I don't mm. really know what oh. to do other than to uh, completely erase the history of StreamYard from this computer. No, don't do and that. And then do re-enter the link. Don't do that. Don't do that. I feel like don't you're just going to, because you're logged in, I feel like we're just, that's just going to cause chaos, I feel. Right. Don't do right. that. All right, let right. me jump right into this. And Browner, you can try and figure out. Otherwise, you look fine. You're fine. You look fine, dude. You do. I you got nothing. Fine. I got nothing. You're fine. Just let put me, the mic closer to you, and we're good to go. Let's do this. Let me let me start off by saying one thing, and then we'll, we'll Wait, jump I got I, I need to say something before I start, too. Oh, you have, you have something you need to say? You need to get something I off your chest? I missed, I missed my weekend. I got I to gotta talk about my weekend real quick. Oh, really? You do? Okay. Yeah. Not my weekend, specifically this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, you sound uh, so much better when you're like six inches away from the mic. Now, your background's blurred, but, man, you sound better. Go ahead. That's what I said to her. Listen. If you, if you, mm -hmm. if you are going to be the school district, okay, mm -hmm. if you're going to be the school district, you need to have the same rules as the school. So if you tell people they need to be there at a particular time to enroll their kids in UTK, and it just so happens on that particular day to be raining balls outside, bro, you might want to tell the school to send out an email to tell everybody that the time got moved. If not, you'll have adults standing out in the rain, getting rained on, trying to enroll their kids in UTK. Uh, what, right? is U, what does UTK stand for? It's basically kindergarten before kindergarten. It's so okay. you don't have to pay daycare pretty much. Thanks, gotcha. America. Gotcha. Well, I could have used that. I mean, my well, daughter I, is- I, I have to have it. I have to have it. Yeah, my daughter is uh, 17 years old right now, just turned 17. And all of her friends are a year older than her and they're all going to graduate together. And that was because my cheap ass, when she was getting ready to go into uh, kindergarten, it was like, well, she could either go into kindergarten at four years old and she'll wind up being the youngest kid in the grade, or we could hold her back another year. And next year she'll go in and she'll be the oldest kid in the grade. And I was like, you know what? I've been paying for preschool for three kids previous to this. I'm, I'm done paying for preschool. Her ass is going to kindergarten. Now she's a senior in high school. Her friends are all like 25 years old and she's 17. Mm. So yeah, the people at Garfield. That math's not math. Y'all suck. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, let me do this. Let me let me start off by saying a couple of quick things here and then we're going to get into these games for the, from the weekend. So on Friday, we were all making our picks on these NFL games. And if you remember, for those of you that were with us, I was trying to put myself into a mindset of what is Vegas trying to get me to do? So for example, Baltimore, we didn't see play in the, in the wild card round, but we did see Houston and Houston beat up on Cleveland. And all of a sudden that makes me think that Houston is better than who they really are. Um, and everybody's all, you know, high on CJ Stroud, but Baltimore is a nine and a half point favorite. They're at home. They've been resting. They're healthy. Um, they're fresh. They're playing outdoors and it's going to be 25 degrees outside, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking to myself, what Vegas wants me to do, Vegas wants me to take Houston. They're giving me nine and a half points and they're saying to me, take Houston. And I'm trying to say to myself, 
A, that's what they want me to do. And B, what Houston did the week before was beat up on a Cleveland team that didn't have their best pass rusher. Their defense was terrible. Their quarterback threw two pick sixes. So as much as what you're trying to do is get me to take Houston, I chose to take Baltimore. And by the way, I also said this on Friday. Um, Baltimore's a nine and a half point favorite at home. San Francisco's a nine and a half point favorite at home. I was going to take both home favorites, which I did, but it was only going to turn out 50 50. There was no way it was both going to, they were both going to go that way. And in the later game on Saturday, Green Bay, to their credit, uh, that team got better and better as the season went on. And San Francisco at home against a Green Bay team that six weeks ago, most people didn't think were, you know, a real playoff contender. San Francisco did not look like what people thought all season, which is they're the best team in the NFL. They didn't look like that. Um, they kind of squeaked by, and we'll get to the details of how they did that. Then on Sunday in the early game, go back to the same mindset, which is what is what is Vegas trying to get me to do? Well, I saw I saw Tampa Bay beat up on Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is not very good, and their their season had crashed and burned. So Vegas is trying to say to me, take the six and a half points. Just take them. You saw what Baker Mayfield did. You saw how they beat up the defending NFC champions. Take Tampa Bay. But I, I, and they were also saying, but Detroit just barely squeaked by one point against Los Angeles. But I'm thinking to myself, I think the Rams are better than the Bucs, number one. And number two, there was all that emotion in that Stafford-Goff matchup last week. So you know what? I'm not going to let Vegas trick me into this. I'm not going to let them do this to me. And I wound up taking Detroit. And then the late game. And that was the game of the week, the heavyweight match of the entire weekend. And our boy Craig Dato came on last week from Sports Injury Central. He said our biggest number one play of the weekend is Kansas City because the Chiefs are the healthiest team going into the playoffs. And and Buffalo's got all kinds of linebacker problems. And they had more linebacker injuries as the game went on. And give credit to Buffalo. They fought. They battled. The bottom line is they cannot get over on Kansas City, whether the games are in KC or the games are in Buffalo. And Josh Allen could get no help in terms of the downfield passing game. So we'll get into all these details. But with all of that being said, in this giant long gambling rant, dude, I, I bet on every single game this weekend. And the only game I lost was that Green Bay San Francisco game. Three for four. I don't know how you guys did. Alex, maybe I should start selling my picks too. Because you went three and one. That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. How'd you, you do? Know, two and two. Two, two and two. two. And I blame Baker for not going three and one because that interception was probably well. Jordan Love's was the worst, but Baker Mayfield, like from the angle that I saw, I was like, "Why are you throwing that ball?" That the Lions were very much ready to let you tie that game, but whatever. Uh, so two and two for me. This okay. week. The Baker Mayfield interception was far worse. Jordan Love was trying to make something happen. He was moving. He was yeah. shaking. That the, that Baker Mayfield pocket settled bad throw. Really, really yeah. bad. Very bad throw. So you went two and two. I went three and one. How Browner do? Did I just two see two as well? Two and two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Browner, let me tell you something, man. I was so close to going big on prize picks. I was so close to going big, man. And, and the fact that Josh Allen could not get any help throwing the ball downfield, like every time he threw the ball deep, I was like, Oh my God, what a throw. And then on the receiving end, it's like ball hits receiver in hands, catch the freaking ball. I don't want to, I don't want to ever hear Stefan Diggs talk about anybody ever, ever. That dude has not showed up for the bills in the playoffs ever at all. 
I don't want his no. brother tweeting. None of yeah. that, bro. Yeah, none Stephon, of that. This, like, ugh. I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't talk to the media because what are you gonna Lost say? Lost money on him. Lost money say? on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, These receivers, man. These receivers that just don't. They they just they they got this ego in them, and when it comes down to it, AJ Brown don't even suit up. Stephon Diggs can't catch one of the best thrown balls I've ever seen. It's just like just beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Talk. If you're gonna talk, talk, man. Talk with your hands. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's get deeper into it. The the divisional round games were well, not all of them, but for the most part, amazing. An amazing weekend. And now we're all set up for the NFC and the AFC championship games this upcoming weekend. But let's dig deeper into what happened. And Browner, wait till I tell you how close I was to crushing on prize picks. We're just getting going. It's Monday afternoon. Stay dry. Stay warm. Stay safe. This is Kaplan and Crew. What's going on, everybody? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It's Monday afternoon. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Uh, again, I want to encourage everybody, especially radio listeners who are driving around right now, slow down, pump the brakes, stay off the guy in front of you's ass. Um, we're going to get you home. We're going to get you home safely. And, uh, and let's have a good time this afternoon. But it's not worth the rush, man, because it is gnarly outside. I'm telling you, where I am right now in Cardiff, Okay, mm -hmm. up in Encinitas. Mm -hmm. I'm looking outside my windows, which normally I can't even have my windows open because the sunlight comes in. It screws up the lighting on TV. Same here. Dude, I have windows open in the front. I got windows open in the back. I can hear the raindrops hitting the ground. And as I look out front, it is like Seattle right now. You know, it, it is like a tropical storm in Florida. Florida. The rain is just coming down in big, heavy drops, dude. And I've got like flooding and puddles and stuff all over my front. And looking out back, I got puddles there too. I actually had to go out of the house earlier this morning. Yes, I have an umbrella. Yes, I have an umbrella in the back of my car. Yes, I'm the only person prepared for massive downpours of rain. And I'm telling you, there were, there were like puddles of two inches of rain, mm. you know? So just everybody be careful out yeah. there. That's all I'm saying. I own two umbrellas and I've never once opened one of them. I like walking in the rain. You know, I got these weatherproof jackets for some reason. You know, I kind of enjoy it. It's so rare here. I know you two hate it. I hate when it's hot. I kind of love this stuff. Yeah, I saw these people out in front of my house today. They were walking their dog and the two of them were both wearing, like you were saying, like a full on rain suit, you know, mm -hmm. like boots and pants and jacket mm -hmm. and hood and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, um, I'm going out in a rain jacket yeah. and uh, regular sneakers and a pair of sweats. And I'm putting on yeah. an umbrella, like a big old my rain wind umbrella. So, so my rain suit, I guess, is very Southern California bro rain suit. It's like weatherproof vans, basketball shorts and a columbia jacket that's about it dog like i don't really i ain't got no rain pants i don't got a rain jacket you know like come on now like what I am i gonna got, do with that stuff i ain't got none of that i don't need none of that there's only two things that can make a black man run as fast as he possibly can the police and rain that's it that's the limit ain't no way uh-uh i'm hiding under something i'm i'm snatching the umbrella if i got to i can't be getting wet mm -mm. so no, so, fam. so so the the rain makes you run fast and the police make you run fast that's it. That's Which it. Which one makes you That's run faster? It depends on how hard it's raining. <laughs> so if it's I a drizzle, it's a nice little jog. But if it's raining right. hard like it is right now, 
then it's Usain like saying out here. Oh, you saying both? both. I saying both. He, I. He gone. He okay. gone. He right. gone. I feel you. He gone. All right, let me yeah. let me let me jump right yeah. into the the playoffs from the weekend. Um, and again, that's your top story, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Do you you have something that you think is a bigger story? Is it maybe San Diego State basketball? And is that your deal? Is that is that what you want to talk about? No, no, I don't want to. I was just kind of curious. Like, you didn't Why, what's your biggest it? story? No, I was just like you didn't even mention it. And I just think that this is such a big deal. In my opinion, it's a very big deal when it comes stop. to the national you're, perspective. No, you're teasing me. You're jerking my chain. Mm -hmm. And you're just doing it. You're just doing it to, to get to me. I know what you're doing. Do what? I know. Go ahead. I'm not going to talk about where that quarterback went. I actually was going to talk about San Diego State. Come on. <laughs> I do think it's a big deal to lose on national television and back-to-back -back weekends when the oh, that's probably the only time some voters are ever going to look at you play. Like That's a very big deal. All right, well, I'll tell you this. We're going to get to San Diego State's basketball team, and <laughs> we're going to get to Alex's favorite story, which is the Carlsbad quarterback transferring from Alabama to Ohio State. We'll get to that story coming up as Did well. Did he choose that school pre or before or after Bill O'Brien was named offensive coordinator? Uh, my understanding is before. Because transfer I again, dog. Yeah, really, right? Hop <laughs> back in that portal, young fella. Hop yeah. back in that portal. <laughs> I know. I think I, I think I read something that Bill O'Brien was part of his recruiting um, somewhere before to Alabama he, when he was in Alabama. Was was Bill O'Brien the offensive coordinator of Alabama this past year? I don't know if it was this. I know he was. I, yeah. I, dude's at a different job every year. It feels like now, but yeah, he was there. Okay. Well, anyway, and he, answered, well, and he entered the transfer portal too after okay. Nick Saban. No, he well, was the offensive coordinator of the Patriots that's what I thought this last year and then he was Alabama coordinator the two years prior to that right so he was part of the recruiting of the kid and yeah. then when the when the coach went to Ohio State that's where the kid decided to follow him to I guess I guess so I all right we'll talk about the that. kid that's at Ohio State now your Which coach kid? player the kid the kid that's there now who came back well didn't didn't the guy who was the starting quarterback from Ohio State this past year didn't he transfer to Syracuse no, I thought it was a. Mm. I thought it was a white kid. Look, no, talk amongst yourself. All right, listen. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm <laughs> look going at us. Into, yeah, look. I'm going into football playoffs. I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about these secondary stories. Okay, look. Let's start off with this. Um, the Ravens. Are the Ravens the best team in the NFL right now? Um, I think so, based on what I've seen, at least through the regular season and one playoff game. Now, I don't want to let Houston. Like, I don't think Houston's that good. I think Houston got hot at the end of the season. Houston got a, a couple of lucky breaks along the way. Houston had um, this one really great, you know, playoff game at home, and then they show up in Baltimore and they put up a fight for half the game. Generally speaking, though, I think the Ravens are the best team remaining. I suppose you might argue with me and say, no, I think it's San Francisco. Frankly, wasn't all that impressed with the way San Francisco played. Impressed with the way they won, but wasn't overly impressed with the way they played. In fact. I'm not like super confident here on Monday that I'm taking the 49ers to win the game, even though it's at home, the NFC title game. You know what? I, I feel like in some ways Detroit is a team of destiny this year. I feel like Detroit is kind of like to the NFL, what the Denver Nuggets were last year to the NBA, where they've taken their time to build, to get to where they are, you know? Um, and they've, they've had this team and they've had this group and they've had this coaching staff and we, for those of us that are, are viewers of, of Hard Knocks, we got to see all of this kind of the early stages uh, of, of the Detroit Lions build when they were on two years ago. So I'm not 100% sure I'm taking the 49ers yet. It's only Monday. I'm not, I kind of feel like Detroit might be a, a team yeah. of destiny. 
Well, mm. let me help you out. Well, let me help you out real quick. Go ahead. Baltimore is the best team in the NFL. They've been the best team in the NFL. They spanked the 49ers in San Francisco when Brock Purdy and Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were healthy. Mm-hmm. The the thing is, the best team doesn't always win in the NFL. We've seen that numerous times. You know, the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. So just because you're the best team doesn't mean you're going to go out and win every single game. But I will tell you this, without a shadow of a doubt, the Baltimore Ravens, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, quarterback, they are the best team, no questions at all, in my opinion. None. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And, um, and I think what people really want to see, I think, is people want to see Baltimore-San Francisco in a rematch of the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? That was a juicy, sexy Super Bowl when it was Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. I personally would rather see the Detroit Lions. You know? I don't know if this is a hot take. I think the AFC Championship will be better than the Super Bowl. I think the AFC Championship is my Super Bowl. Whoever wins that game wins the Super Bowl, in my opinion. No, 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 no. Okay, let me help y'all out because y'all seem to be struggling with this topic. So what Detroit's doing is cute. I didn't know I was struggling. I felt pretty good. And as as an observer, sometimes when you see somebody, they don't know they're struggling. So you got to go to them and help them. Okay, help me out. Help me out, man. I'm helping my brethren out. Because clearly there's been an yeah. uh, uh, issue with the viewing. Okay. What's happening in Detroit is cute. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine and dandy. Now you're rubber finna meet the road. What happened in San Francisco this weekend was a pure case of, hey, we ain't played serious in a while. We should probably start playing for real now. And they, and, and they won the game. Okay? Now they're going to be tuned up when Detroit comes in there and that thing going to be a buzz off. Because I like Detroit, but man, they secondary, hot garbage. Okay, and what if Debo's healthy? If Debo's healthy, that's going to be a route. Again, yeah. I like I like big the if. line. Yeah, big if. It is right because it's, it's it's Monday, and they're already saying he's 50-50. If you go back to what happened to Debo Samuel, just since we're we're already talking about this, just in particular this play where Debo got like crushed between two defenders, and I didn't know what his injury was. I don't know if it was head, I shoulder. I didn't know exactly what the deal was. But to see him in sweats on the sideline as a cheerleader uh, was pretty surprising, you know, that he would not have gotten back into this game. But look, you got three Packers, two chasing him and one coming right at him and just uh, just smashed. We keep we keep forgetting that Detroit beat Tampa Bay like they beat Baker Mayfield. Like, don't be confused by that. They I do want to I do want to point out that what you just said about San Francisco. You could easily say the same thing about Baltimore, but it didn't bother them. They haven't played what? a competitive game in a while. They played Correct. a they played a lower end team too, and they came well, they out. A, they just smashed. They have a better quarterback. Yeah, but they have the most it, valuable player. They have probably the the second most unstoppable force in the league. Who's that? Lamar Jackson. Oh, I thought you were talking about C.J. Stroud. No, he's man, about going somewhere. See, y'all, see, you know, you know how I feel about CJ Stroud. Don't, don't, don't do that. Well, don't what do, do you? But, but wait, but listen, let me just say this: it's such an easy thing to just. Everybody loves to pick at Baker Mayfield, and I will grant you that the last throw that he made, that interception, bad throw. You know, Baker desperate, Mayfield. desperate situation, and a bad throw, and and it just to- really, really poor throw. I got it, but you know what? Um, he put that team in a position to potentially come back. I mean, the drive before that, I don't remember if it was fourth and 14 or what it was, but Baker Mayfield made a spectacular couple of throws back to back to back and then had that amazing touchdown throw. Baker Mayfield, just an easy target for everybody. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But let yes. me ask you this question. I have a question for you. Who's a better quarterback? Baker Mayfield, or excuse me, uh, Jared Goff or Brock Purdy? Jared Goff. Okay, so see, to me, when you look at the Lions and you look at the 49ers, and I'm not considered an expert in either of those two teams, I'm just kind of watching um, as the season has gone on. But when you really look at these two teams, they both have big, strong, physical offensive lines. They mm -hmm. both have very good pass-rushing defensive ends. Um, they both have uh, really good running games. They both mm -hmm. got really good uh, receivers who can put the ball, you know, catch the ball out in space and make plays. I mean, they're they're not that dissimilar to one another. And yet, if I had to just like today, it's Monday. If I had to flip a coin and it landed on Detroit, I wouldn't have a problem taking Detroit because they, I think, have the better quarterback. See, the problem is Detroit is better. I mean, San Francisco is better at every position but quarterback. That's the only position that they're better at. And they're not. They're not light years better. They're just they're just better. The the San Francisco's they're better at wide receiver, even though Detroit is good. They're San Francisco's better at running back, even though Detroit is good. The offensive line for Detroit is good. It's not better than San Francisco's. The front four for Detroit is good, not better than San Francisco's. And we are judging them based on who we've seen them beat. Yes, we saw them beat the Rams, but the Rams weren't really going to make it that far. Okay, he was calling them feisty the whole year. They beat Tampa Spice. Bay when spicy. I'm sorry. They beat Tampa Bay when Tampa Bay beat Philadelphia, and anybody probably could have beat Philadelphia at that period in time of the season. And so we're only judging them in a glass in which we've seen against who they played. We did the same thing to the Texans. Oh, the Texans look ready. They beat the Browns. Well, the Browns struggled on the road all year. They, they went up against a, a A1 opponent and got cooked. And that's what's going to happen to Detroit. You're going to go up against an A1 opponent, and it, things are going to be different. Things are going to be I'm just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for myself, dude, I because agree. I don't know what Scott thinks. I'll just tell you this from my opinion. I don't, I'm not judging the Lions on what I've seen in the first two playoff games. The, the Lions and the 49ers from beginning to end have been the best two teams in the NFC. That's true. I'm so, not disagreeing with that. To, I'm not, I don't I'm think not, San Francisco is light years better. No, and I think that the one thing Green Bay did do is show the country what I've been saying. The Niners' defense is not as tough as in years past. Do they have big names over there? Absolutely. Can you run on them? Yes. Can you throw on them? Yes. And there's one team in the NFC that is probably, I'll say it, tougher than the than the San Francisco 49ers because everybody always wants to give San Francisco a lot of credit about how tough they are and how they never back down and how hard nosed they are. And that's Dan Campbell's Lions, dog. Like Dan Campbell's Lions are not going to be out toughed by anybody. They might get beat. I'm not telling you that. I, like maybe, but they're not going to go in there and get bullied. They're not going to go in there and get overpowered because if the David Montgomery power game ain't running, throw Jameer Gibbs at him because it wasn't really working against Tampa. And they at put all. Jameer Gibbs in, and Jameer Gibbs just showed you what he can do if you give him some space. So I don't know who I'm picking yet. I still want to see what's up with Debo because Debo and Trent Williams are the MVP of that team. I've been saying it all year long, and I, I Debo proved that. When you run reverses with Jennings and not Debo, you lose Ugh. 10 yards. You don't gain 10 yards. You know what I'm saying? So I think to me, if Debo's good to go, not 50-50, if he's in here and he's like, oh, he practiced this week, he's going to play this week, I probably choose the Niners. If he doesn't, and it's like, oh, we'll see, I'll probably take the Lions as I sit here on Monday.
Yeah, but I just got to tell you, Brown, I mean, the way you're talking about it is if San Francisco is head and shoulders better than Detroit. And as I think Alex points out, I mean, these have been the two best teams in the NFC all season long. So you've got a matchup of one versus two. I just don't see one being so much. Put it this way. Let me ask you this. Baltimore is the number one seed there at home in the AFC. Are they head and shoulders better than Kansas City? Probably. Okay, everything but, but everything but one position. Yeah, but but hold on. They they may be because of the way the season went. But now it's playoff time, you know, and, and and Kansas City has all the experience on their side and they may be the only better. Reason, that's the only reason I picked Kansas City to win on Friday. I think you got like I said it straight up. You got to beat them before I choose against them. I wasn't I wasn't buying into this Patrick <laughs> straight Mahomes AFC never played a role game madness. I was, Say that I was, again, Scott. That's six wild. Six straight AFC championship games. This is their six straight Y'all AFC shocked. championship game. Are y'all shocked? I told y'all. No. I told y'all last week. This dude is the greatest quarterback ever. Ever. I'm shocked. I'm ever. shocked because I'm shocked because Buffalo. Not shocked. I will say I'm surprised because this was if, if it wasn't going to happen this year, I don't know when you're ever going to beat the Chiefs, man. That's I said, I said that on Friday, too. Like if you can't beat the Chiefs this year, then you're never going to beat the Chiefs. This is as bad as they've been, and they're still in the AFC championship game. That was the most. That was the most. Nicole Hardman been trying game. to give that game away. <laughs> like they were, they didn't even suit up Kadarius Tony. I hate that rule. They didn't. Even, they didn't even suit up Kadarius Tony. I don't hate that. I rule. hate that rule. That's such a stupid that. rule. So dumb. Nobody recovers the ball. The ball goes out of bounds. The ball should be out at the one. The guy got down to the, the one ball, yard line. The ball went out through the end zone. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Well, it didn't end up mattering because nobody scored after that. And they're changing that you know, rule next year, by the way. It just made the game closer than probably what it should have been. That's well, but I mean, right. but, you know, didn't didn't you guys all want this? Didn't, I, I suppose everybody wanted the same thing. When Buffalo gets the ball and drives down the field and lines up for what is generally a 98% field goal from 44 <laughs> yards away, didn't everybody want uh, Buffalo to kick that field goal tie the game at 27 and have the game go to overtime. That I mean, game we all wanted. That game was destined. That game was meant to be to over go to overtime. And Tyler Bass took it from us. That game, that overtime rule we currently have in the NFL was because of this matchup. Yeah. You know, because Josh Allen never touched the ball. And now we were going to get a little payoff finally. We were supposed to go to overtime. But to be honest with you, if Tyler Bass made it, didn't you feel feel yeah. like Mahomes yeah. would find a way to but get yes. a field goal? No, yes. no question. No doubt. Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, if you if, if you watch that game, I think they punt it twice. Maybe, maybe like they scored. They they were moving the ball in a in the most efficient way they had all season. Like Buffalo couldn't stop them, and they weren't doing like these crazy big plays. He was just carving them up. Yeah, but and then you know they were what? running it. But but Browner, I got to tell you this. Listen to this. So yesterday, I I have changed the way I'm watching these games because of prize One picks. Punt. I I will tell you, prize picks is One killing punt. me. Prize picks is killing me the way I'm watching these games. Here's why. Because I, I yesterday tried to make a big play. Listen to what I did. I took Travis Kelsey to have six or more receptions. He had five. I had Sam Laporta. I put the two tight ends together. I put Laporta from Detroit. His number was four and a half. He actually got six. So all I wanted was for Buffalo to kick that field goal so that Kansas City could get the ball back on offense. Because if Kansas City has the ball late, they're going to go to Travis Kelsey. I lost that play, Browner, by one Travis Kelsey reception. Then, and I tried to play exotic the way you did, the way you always do. I took all four quarterbacks, and I put them together yesterday. Baker Mayfield, more than 269 and a half. He passed for 344. 
Jared Goff, more than 285 and a half. He passed for 287. And if it, if it isn't for Dan Campbell being aggressive when he gets the ball back, even with an eight-point lead, I'm not going to be able to get that one done. So I've got Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff check and check. Josh Allen, his number, a mere 227 and a half. He passed for 186. If if one long ball that Josh Allen throws, and who was it? Was it, it was Diggs, Jeff wasn't it? Javon Diggs. When the ball is, it's like a javelin. It's a perfect, beautiful, gorgeous rainbow of a long throw, and it hits Diggs right in the hands. Look at this throw. It's, I mean, Jesus. right in his hands. If he makes that one reception, I've got Josh Allen. And by the way, if Ooh. the kicker, Tyler Bass, makes that field goal, now Patrick Mahomes comes back out onto the field. He's got 215 Ooh. yards passing, and he needs to get to 255 and a half. So I had the first two quarterbacks. The second two quarterbacks let me down. And if it wasn't for these two guys, Isaiah Pacheco to pa to rush for more than 61 and a half yards and Josh Allen to rush for more than 43 and a half yards. He had 62. The, the, the two, that play saved my entire day on prize picks. Browner, a $20 play on the four quarterbacks was going to net me 200 bucks and I couldn't get it done. Thanks to Josh yeah. Allen and more to Stefan Diggs and Tyler. I did you one better. I did a $20 bet and I did all demons. I mean, yeah, I did all demons touchdowns, all across the board, and Chris Godwin to do 79 receiving yards, and I think Chris Godwin forgot they were playing because he didn't show up or they didn't throw him the ball. Like, and Josh Allen, bro, do me a favor. Throw the ball in the end zone, bro. You are not to run every touchdown then. Give your, receiver some, give your receiver some fun, okay? Throw the ball, bro. Dude, throw he threw ball. it into the end zone, and it was a terrible throw. Um, hey, listen, you can now turn 10 bucks into a thousand bucks with prize picks when you play their special section, combine football and basketball. And dude, you could win some real money. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. For those of you watching, click our QR code and that first deposit, they match it hundred percent up to hundred bucks. We got a lot more to get to stick around. All right, everybody calling a little halftime here, a little timeout. Uh, I want to start off by thanking my man, Gary Cooper. Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. For those of you that may remember last week, we had this whole conversation about how I was teasing Alex how his wife wants to move to Texas, and they're looking at real estate in Texas and going, look how much we could get for so little in Texas. But as Alex said, um, not thinking about Texas, maybe, maybe considering Temecula as a possibility. And I'll tell you right now, if you're flexible and you're open and San Diego is not a must-have for you, then guess what? Especially if you work from home, Temecula is a great spot. I mean, an awesome town. Love it there. Beautiful parks for kids. Uh, big brand new houses. There's a lot of action going on. I'm just making an example that you could take that North Park condo and turn it into a single-family home in Temecula very easily. Talk to Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Hey, quick reminder. Um, everywhere I go, I wear my Kaplan and Crew hoodie. Uh, this isn't one of them. And you can get them. They're available for you now on kaplanandcrew.com. So um, I think that the Death Row hoodie has become a big hit. I don't actually know if we're selling them or not. Um, but I think that they look really cool because everywhere I go, people tell me they want them. My girlfriend, Rachel's like, I want one of those. My son, Justin asked me to send him one in Pittsburgh. Um, I was wearing them, uh, one of them in a restaurant here the other day. And everybody's like, I got to have one of those. In fact, I ordered a dozen of them myself because I wanted to give them to all my people at the belly up, all the door guys and managers. I wanted to just bring a whole stack of them because I so much appreciate how much they support us. So check them out. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. 
Check out our brand new merch. This is our first merch drop of the year. It's the Kaplan and Crew hoodies based on the whole we don't take shit from nobody kind of attitude. We're not in the game, the man game. You know, we're not playing for some major radio corporation. We're doing our own thing. So Browner said we're the death row records of radio or of sports talk. Now we got those really cool hoodies. Check them out. Kaplanandcrew.com is the website, and we appreciate everybody's support. Let's get back to the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew on a Monday afternoon. I got to tell you guys, I'm still watching video of Jason Kelsey, who's a big, strong, athletic looking dude when he doesn't have his shirt on. You know what I mean? Like these guys, offensive linemen are not big, fat, sloppy guys like they used to be way back in the day, jumping out of the luxury suite, drinking beer with fans in the stands, and then height stepping it over back up into the suite. I just yesterday while watching that whole there, here he is. We're watching video of him right now. Look at the size of this guy. What a beast. But dude, I mean, listen, what's the deal, bro? Like, so everybody knows that uh, people are going to be watching Taylor Swift in the suite and you got to get up there and, and like, you got to have people go, Hey, let's, let's focus on Jason Kelsey. Cause if he was wearing a shirt, everybody'd be like, okay, there's a uh, Eagles center and recently retired Jason Kelsey. But instead shirtless in Buffalo is like, Hey, put the cameras on me. Everybody put the cameras on me, not on Taylor. I don't know. I found myself, um, I, I don't know why, like immediately, as soon as the Chiefs score a touchdown, they right away go to Taylor Swift. Oh, I I'm wonder not, why. I'm not quite as annoyed as everybody <laughs> else is by that. I found Jason Kelsey to be kind of annoying yesterday. I think uh, the the heart transition was a bit much for me. Other than that, I don't I don't care. I think it adds to it all, dude. Like, isn't everybody thinking the same thing? Like, are they going to show her? And then if they don't, you're like, whoa, you, we were almost at like groomed into expecting it now like why why are we not getting a taylor swift reaction video here i never think about it until they show that's funny you say it that way because yeah. i i never even think about her until they show her because they usually show her going into the game yeah and then at some point during the game they show her when he does something good or bad or they'll just show her because it's a timeout well like isaiah like, pacheco scored that touchdown yesterday and he got smashed going into the goal line. Remember, he got stood up at the goal mm -hmm. line. And mm -hmm. as soon, I'm talking like as soon as he got into the end zone, right to Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I'm I don't not, like it. I'm not one care. of those haters. I'm not like a yeah. hater on Taylor Swift at all. Um, I just think it's funny because there were a couple of times during the game where like a, a, some, a score happened and then there was like a scuffle on the field and like they, sh they, they go away from the field to go to T-Swizzle. But I think Jason Kelsey, though, just kind of cracked me up like, hey, I'm in the suite with Taylor Swift. I'm going to be shirtless. I'm going to be a spectacle. And they're going to pay more attention to me this week than they are to her as I'm sitting here shirtless drinking beer. Do you need that, though? Do you need that as a professional football playing Super Bowl champion star in your own right? Do you do you need to do that? Like at one point they cut to them and the, they cut to all of them up there. And Patrick Mahomes dad turns around and is like, Jesus, man, all the time with y'all. Like, is that he was everybody Holmes, at one point? Is that Patrick Mahomes' dad that was sitting next to Taylor Swift wearing sunglasses in front of her? So it was it was oh. him, Brittany, uh, Taylor Swift, and then Kelsey was behind him drinking a beer with his shirt off on the second touchdown. Okay, <laughs> yeah. If you're in, the, you see the back of this. That's Kelsey, obviously. Yeah, shirtless. Right. Okay, right. and there, and that's Mahomes' dad with the sunglasses. Yeah. And at one point, <laughs> he looks back like, "Oh my God, shit." <laughs> I mean. You watch quarterbacks. Brittany was like that way before Taylor Swift got there. So well, no, no, I'm new. not. I, no, yeah. no, let me say so. Let me be very clear. Of all the people who I who appear to just be the same, regardless, 
is Brittany. Yeah. I ain't never been a fan, but she earned some points with me. Because she don't care who it is. She the queen of that. She the queen mm-hmm. of that suite. Yeah. I, and I'll say, I'll say, let's not forget, Jason Kelsey's a dude that so, showed up in the Eagles Super Bowl parade in some outfit that I still don't know where it's from, like some genie or something. Yeah. And so I don't think Kelsey's doing anything for attention. I just think that's what he is. I mean, he was a character for sure. He was at he was tailgating with the Bills Mafia before the game, and there was no CBS cameras out there. Like he, that's just what he was doing. That's just what he is. This is what he does. So, and listen, it's got to feel so good to be done with your season a week later after that crap, the way that finished, and to have oh. some clear. He probably knows he's retiring, right? So now he's just like letting loose. He's wearing I a cheap beanie. He's wearing a cheap. He hasn't officially done anything, oh. but yeah, man, like it, it is. Um, I just think he's he's doing something that I would one hundred percent do. If I was an NFL player and Mike just got eliminated and my brother's still in it, like yeah, I'm gonna go to the game. I'm gonna get hammered and I'm gonna have some fun. Like why not? I just think that it's great that he took his shirt off because let me tell you something. For a big guy, I mean, for a guy who's probably six four and like three hundred and twenty pounds, he looks great. You know, he's a big ass dude, and he don't look fat and sloppy at all. No, 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 no. He looks That's a big man right there. That's yeah, a he man. looks big. That's a, hey, he chopped wood. Hey, listen, I, I like seeing guys like John Harbaugh after the uh, Ravens win their game. I love going into the, the post-game locker rooms, and I love seeing John Harbaugh dancing around with his team. I, I think that's funny. You know? <laughs> what do you mean, ugh? I mean, Oof. what? These are, like, these are like 60-year-old white guys, and that, and all the brothers on the team are like, it, look it, how great this is. It, it clearly He clearly is a 60-year-old-plus white guy because the moves, boy, they came from the time machine. Now, as a, <laughs> as a, as a player – you rarely see your coach get loose like this. So it doesn't matter what he's doing. You've been cheering on. Like, what, what is Where happening? Where did Harbaugh go? Look at him go. Oh, why, the, uh, like like why you need the arm? Yeah, go, why coach. You need arm? Go, coach. Yeah. That's Shake kind that of – When I saw and that he video, called somebody out. You out here. Yeah, you. You next. You next. Come on. Is, you next. Is, Bring it. Come on. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him go. Shake it. Wind it up. Wind it up. Yeah, shake the booty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You. 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 Now you. Now you next. You win. You win. I'll, I'll take it one step further. That's Scott at a wedding. That's, that's all Scott, I saw. That's, that's all Scott I saw was Scott. Uh-huh. Look at this. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Listen, you, you. Scott got to drop on, that check on. for that now first wedding. Now the groom. Now you. You yep, win. Yeah. You win. You win. Yep. You win. Yeah. Scott dropped that check for that first wedding boy. He gonna be so mm-hmm. broke and sad. He gonna dance his heart out that night. <laughs> so many broke jazz hands. Is right. So much jazz yeah. hands are gonna come out, bro. Because he know he got two more to go. Yeah. Hey, um, I'll tell you this, uh, as we are, are on a Monday afternoon and we're discussing the divisional round of the playoffs this past weekend, and uh, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. It was a rough weekend for my guys, the kickers out there. Um, mm. The game, the San Probably Francisco, yeah, the San Francisco Green Bay game, when you are an NFL kicker and you have a 36-yard field goal and your team is up 21-17, and you're about to put your team up by seven points, you are expected 10 out of 10 times to make that. Especially if it's not Green Bay and frozen tundra, and it's not pouring rain somewhere. I don't care where it is. If the weather is good like this, uh, like it was in San Francisco, I know it had been raining earlier in the evening, but natural grass, a little bit of moisture. You're an NFL kicker from 36 yards away, and you're about to put your team up by seven. You have to make that kick because if you miss that kick, you have just handed San Francisco the opportunity to win the game. And Green Bay 
to, to miss that kick, to have that four-point lead with about six minutes and change to go, that was the killer for the Packers. Alex, you got that video? Let's take a look at this. Dude just misses the ball over the left upright. And mm-hmm. didn't everybody think the exact same thing at that moment? Like, pff, game. I looked at my buddy that I was next to, and I was like, that's not going to come back and bite him in the ass. And he looked at me like, yep. Like, that was that was it, man. Like, that was it. And did you hear the – I didn't even realize the report that Tom Rinaldi said after that kick. No. Did you, see, did you hear it? Mm-mm. This is what Rinaldi asked about his kicker, Anders Carlson. When we talked to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, about this, he basically said, when he goes out there, I just pray, guys, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we know who we're looking for a kick in the offseason. Yeah. When, he, when he goes out there, I just pray. It's I like, just bro, pray. and then why did you not have you know a guy who's like one of the best kickers in the history of the organization, Mason Crosby? I mean, that guy's money all day long. If so, you were, on the season, kicker, on the season, he was perfect short, and he's 39 under 20 of 20. But that 40 to 49 where he missed the 41-yarder, 50%. He's mm. better – 50 plus than he was 40 to 40. Oh, the, the one that he missed was 41 yards. Yeah. Yeah. As so. a kicker, as a mm-hmm. kicker, when I, cause I'm thinking more of the Buffalo kick was that, that ripped your heart out. Cause, and Buffalo has a history with missed field goals. Right. So and as that was a kicker, got Norwood moment is what that was. Correct. So as a kicker, when you miss like that, where does your mind go? Dude, it, it depends on who you, you are. You got one job. Well, but listen, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Alex, uh, his Vikings, they had a kicker years ago, missed a 27-yard field goal in the playoffs that sent Seattle on. And Seattle won the Super Bowl that year, as I best recall. Um, that kid, Blair Walsh, he never, ever, ever recovered. And and it ruined his career. And he had all the talent in the world, you know? What's up, Alex? Pretty sure he signed with Seattle after that. I think you're right. He did. Yeah. He, he actually did. Uh, but his career – never. He, he could never get his career back on track. I mean, I just assume it messed with his head so much. Um, whereas, like, I, I listen, here in town, John Carney, you guys all know John. John Carney was playing for the, uh, the New Orleans Saints, and he missed an extra point. Now, this is not like today a 32-yard field goal. This is back then 20 yards. Nobody missed these. Somehow, some way, he missed a PAT, and it cost the, um, it cost the Saints a game. Um, and John had to like really, really do work on his head to get his career back together. Will this kid, uh, Carlson get his head back together? I don't know. Will this guy, Tyler Bass from the, um, from the bills be able to get it back together? Cause if you watch this, we, we have film video from behind the far, uh, goalpost. In other words, he's kicking on the far side, but the video is from the, the near side. And if you look, the, the wind is swirling to the right and he kicks the ball and it looks like it's going straight. And then boom, it, it takes off the right. Alex, you have that, that video from, from way Please behind. He has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. So first yeah, of all. Ain't no, ain't no weird blue that kick. What you talking about? Ain't no weird blue that. Wait a second, dude. Hold on. I'll show it to you again. Keep an eye on the goalposts that are closest to you and look at the flags up at the top of the goalposts. And then Aren't you supposed to be looking at the goalposts he's kicking to? Yes, but what I'm saying is that the wind was swirling. I, by the way, I'm not blaming the wind, Browner. I'm blaming the kid. 
you have to know that's your home stadium. You have to know the wind conditions. He should have been playing the ball to his left so that the ball could have come back to the right. Instead, he played the ball almost straight, and the ball took off right on him. Yo, that wind took it, though. What do you mean? Like, that wind took it no, hard. No. Destiny Prouder. took that. <laughs> Destiny okay, took it. <laughs> Destiny took that, brother. That's the Two greatness of Patrick on- Mahomes pressurizing. That's what happened to that kick. Oof. Two things on that call, though. One, Jim Nance with the ultimate uh, announcer's curse, mm-hmm. or jinx. Yep. When he's like, yeah, we talked to Sean McDermott. He's got all, he said, when we need a kick to win a game, he's going to do it for us. And then, oh no. And then he rubs salt <laughs> in the wounds with wide right, the dreaded words in Buffalo. <laughs> but I didn't get, just speaking of how the kicking game impacted these, these games this weekend, when Detroit was finishing the game against Tampa Bay, it's an eight point game. And as I recall, Detroit or Tampa Bay has one timeout remaining. Yes. And and Jared, and Jared Goff, Goff is going to take a knee. Soon. Yeah. And I, I never like I, as I was watching the game, it never occurred to me to be I'm being honest about it. It didn't occur to me like, wait, wait, what are they doing? Why isn't Tampa calling timeout? Wait a second. Try and force them into fourth down and maybe try and get the ball back. It, that did not occur yeah. to me because so it seemed on, like Detroit had control of the game on third down. Goff took a knee with like 40 some seconds to go on third mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And they had a timeout. So he could have called a timeout. Todd Bulls could have called their final timeout with 38 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. So they would have had to attempt a 48-yard field goal, I believe. They have to attempt a 48-yard field goal. They could have punted the ball. Sure, they could have punted mm-hmm. the ball. They could have they could have taken but another knee some, and said, okay, you know, good luck. Something could have happened. Yeah. And Todd here's the whole the play, and then Todd Bulls. He's taken the Detroit Lions to a sense their fans have rarely heard. For the second time, the Lions are one win from making the Super Bowl. On my third throw, Goff knee with about 36 seconds left in that timeout. I just wanted to ask him why perhaps he didn't take that timeout and try and get a field goal. They already had a field goal and lined up, and it would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock to end the ball game. We weren't going to come back from that. No sense of prolonging the obvious. Which is just wrong. Which is but, just wrong. <laughs> but if you watch the but if you watch the Tampa Bay players, um, the Tampa Bay players, not one guy on defense was, hey, he kneeled time out, time out. 46 seconds. How come nobody on the field called timeout? Like because they're coached they all, bad. I know, but but that but that we but, all had and, the same sentiment. This thing is over. Let's right, get out of here. Right. And Bowles is mm-hmm. you're right, Alex, that Bowles is wrong. Because if they call a timeout with 36 seconds left, and let's say Detroit does line up to kick a field goal. You could block it. You could have it missed. They could line up for a punt. You could block it. You could return it. They could kneel down, turn the ball over on downs. Now there's 32 seconds left, whatever the case may be. And I know he wasn't at this game, but ask Tony Romo about if everything's so automatic with the field goal. Oh, my God. Hey, things happen. Things happen. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. And let me me say this because I got to get this off my chest. Okay. Jim Nance. You need a raise, brother. You really do. Because I can't take Tony Romo no more. I can't. Yeah, I can't take it. People are, I can't people take are it. really tired of him. He's I getting agree. bad. He's yeah. getting. Bad. Jim Nance is amazing. Jim Nance is amazing. The balancing act that Jim Nance has to do next to Tony Romo should be worth two checks. Because I can't take it. Because well, now that he can't predict the plays anymore, he's usually very annoying. Well, Am I right, Jim? Am I right, Jim? A lot of people are saying that, and I, I guess there might have been a media report. I, 
I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. Was there a report? Did you guys happen to see where the CBS like executives had a like a meeting with Tony Romo? And we're like, bro, it's not like when you just first get out of playing ball and you just kind of show up and you know the league as well as you do because you were playing in it the last 10 years. This requires homework and study, film study, preparation. And I guess from what I you know had been reading, they were kind of on Tony Romo that he doesn't put in the effort and the work. Um, he just thinks he you paid him without you paid him without him doing it. <laughs> and and that's sort of the problem, right? <laughs> I mean, you paid him 17 million dollars because you thought that him calling plays was funny. And now that he's not doing it as as much or as successfully, and he doesn't know the personnel around the league as, as well as he once did. He's become less likable to a lot of people. I wonder how much longer this lasts. I wonder if he even Tony makes Rome, it the next There season. was a play, well, it was the one of the biggest plays where Josh Allen missed uh, Shakir in the end zone, right? Yep, it was, and he was wide yes. open. Yep. And Romo goes, this wasn't a missed throw, Jim. This was because there was contact. Uh, no contact. Defender. None. Yeah. It None was zero. straight up. And we're watching the replay. Right, yeah. And he's saying it's, it's not a missed throw. It's like, brother, listen. My wife don't watch any of this football. She'll tell you nobody touched Josh Allen on that play, mm -hmm. dog. Like that's just that's just a fact. Like, yeah, yeah and it, it really has become for me. I thought I, I I found it like enjoyable because I I just liked his like his natural response. It wasn't like he went to broadcasting Energy. school and this is the right. way you're supposed to handle things. It was a more of a natural like, oh, this is how most people react to things. His noises are funny, blah blah blah. Now it's just like, am I am I? listening to a drunk dude at the bar call games now because a lot of it is just noise he's like oh, 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 oh jim oh jim like oh it's like whoa yes. like a little bit of natural reaction is understandable but like at the end of the day i am tuning into a professional broadcast i'm not tuning into the pat mcafee sideline thing that mm -hmm. works over there so right. it's just it, it's gone to the point where it's now distracting which is not what you ever want to be in my opinion, like you don't want to be a distraction to your job. And right now he's straight up distracting. Yeah. Like yeah, Dak right. Prescott saying, here we go. Like that's distracting to the broadcast. Yeah. Cut that out, by the way, Dak. Cut yeah. that out. I hey, um, joke. I swear to God, I watched the Cowboys offense on mute. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the, here we go. <laughs> it was so annoying. I literally would watch their games when they were on offense. I would put it on mute. I couldn't do it. <laughs> He had a hat that said, "Here we go." Like, so wait till the merchandise start rolling out. I mean, my goodness! I mean, we, we all loved it. Cabo. We all loved it with Omaha. Go, Omaha. No, it's the uh, no, the, no. The inflection of his voice. It's like oh, the. It's right. like the. That's not what Dak sounds like. You know, like me faking it hurts it. Like just doing it <laughs> twice. Hey, uh, give me one minute to just mention our guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. For everybody that's listening on radio, one more time, 858 376-1299. For everybody that's watching on YouTube or on TV, real simple. All you have to do is click on that QR code. It'll take you right to Gary's website, mountaintrustrealty.com. If you are thinking, I really want to buy a house and you're saying, but I don't have the money for a down payment. Why don't you just do this? Call Gary and talk to him about the variety of programs that he has where you only need a very small amount of money. It could be 3% of the price of the house. 3%. You know, it's, it's just not that much money anymore. You don't need the big down payment. I know most people are like, look, I want to put 20% down. Hey, look, 20% down is great. If you're going to buy a million dollar house, do you have 200 grand in cash? If you don't, there are alternatives. So talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. He's the expert. I'm not.
but I can just tell you to talk to him and he'll take good care of you. And I'm telling you right now, I got a million emails, actually 2 million that tell me all the success they've had with Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. Alex, we hear what uh, Josh Allen had to say after the game, because, you know, this is heartbreak city for Buffalo. I mean, they're 0-3 against Kansas City in the postseason. Can't get past So can we hear what he had to say? You know, I wish it wouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, that's, it's you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. You know, one play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know... People are going to be out there saying that. Um, you know, we got to be be there for him because, again, we 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 execute a couple plays prior. And, you know, probably singing a different tune right now. That's exactly um, right. And I know Browner doesn't agree with the the quarterback window, but you lost the Josh Allen rookie quarterback window because that cap hit next year, Man. fifty mil. Listen, let me. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. For what they getting out of Stefan Diggs, he can go. A rookie could do that. Like, for when you get that position, everything look look the perfect example is look at Kansas City. Josh Allen is not as good as Patrick Mahomes, but he's he's around the peripheral. He can lift up a younger guy. He can lift up a, a veteran wide receiver if you get him in there on the right price. All right, well, hold I that thought. Hold, hold that thought. We're, we're hitting the break, we're hit, and we'll come right back to it. Stick around. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studio. Yo, great friends. What's happening? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man here from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com on a Monday afternoon where we have been discussing primarily the divisional round of the playoffs this past weekend and uh, what a weekend it was and the championship weekend on the way this upcoming Sunday. And then we get that one week break and then off to the Super Bowl. I know Alex has already made his plans for Vegas. We got to get Browner's plans all locked in and dialed in. We're we're working on it all. So uh, stay tuned because we'll have a lot of content coming your way from Vegas the week of the Super Bowl. So, um, Alex, you had made a point, and Browner was jumping in on it. You were saying that the Josh Allen rookie quarterback contract window has closed because now he's no longer on that first drafted contract. Next year, he becomes a $50 million quarterback, which means if you got all that money invested in a quarterback, as the Chargers are about to find out, you're going to wind up losing a lot of other guys that are big money players. Yeah, and obviously there's restructures and and things that could happen in the NFL. We see it all the time. But yeah, his rookie season, they lost the wild card. He was making 4.8 million. In 2020, he made 6 million. They lost the conference championship. In the last 3 years, he went from 10, 16, 18 million, and they lost the divisional round every single year. So, now next year, 47.1 million. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen has had an amazing successful career so far. You know, uh, I mean, just to give an example, look at the success that Alex just talked about. Josh Allen been in the playoffs every year, mm-hmm. but he hasn't Game been time. able to get, but he hasn't been able to get past Kansas City. You know, and 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 Kansas City is like you know the Chicago Bulls were when Michael Jordan was playing. You had great New York Knicks teams, you had great Miami Heat teams, um, you had great Utah Jazz teams, you had all these other teams, but nobody could get by Michael Jordan. And that is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs right now compared to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They just can't get by these guys in the postseason. And Josh Allen's been this successful every year of his career. 
And then look at now, I mean, just using the Chargers as an example, look at Justin Herbert. He's a guy that's going to also make now $50 million. And he has one playoff appearance. Mm. One, one game, yeah. and he's and he's 0-1. And so Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are contemporaries, and Josh Allen is a Hall of Famer in comparison to Justin Herbert, even though the statistics might actually favor Herbert. The postseason they do the traditional the, ones do right, but the success all favors favors Allen, but he cannot get by Kansas City. Can't do it in KC. Can't do it in Buffalo so far. 0-3. So, so and so now and so here comes a very good question: Since he can't get to the point where you can get over the hump, who would you rather have? Because statistically, Herbert is statistically better from the traditional quarterback sense situation. But at the end of the day, they're both not winning Super Bowls. So who would you rather try to build around? I'd rather have the guy that has so far helped me get to the playoffs every year of his career. I'll tell you this. Listen, we can we can all sit here and and talk about Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs not making catches that hit him in the in the hands. Listen, at one point during that broadcast last night, uh, Jim Nance made the point that um, that Patrick Mahomes had not been sacked in the game. And um, then they go, and and now Vaughn Miller's into the game to try and put some pressure on him. And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot that Vaughn <laughs> Miller even plays for the Bills. And prior to that point of the broadcast, you guys tell me, I don't know if he hadn't played or if he just hadn't been made any impact of any kind. Both. But Va I don't know that Vaughn Miller had ever stepped onto the field prior to Nance saying, hey, here comes Vaughn Miller to try and put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He hadn't done anything the only, in it. Yeah. The only time I've heard about Von Miller this year, it's been off the field, unfortunately for him. I it, And by the way, that was engineered by the Chiefs' offense more than it was the Bills' defense. Some Sometimes the offense is just better, and the Chiefs' offense was just better than the Bills' defense. Yeah, like, but it, also the, the coaching. I mean, come on, guys. When you, have the ball, when you have the ball on your end of the field, and it's fourth down in, I don't know, six, eight, whatever it is, and you decide to run a fake punt, um, wouldn't you rather put the ball in your quarterback's hands than in your punt team's hands? And it's the guy they gave it to that made it even a bigger story. You know, they they, they snapped it to DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Who, speaking of being on the field, wasn't on the field for most of the season. He has mm -hmm. been now lately. As of late, he's, he's special teams. Back up, but. Yeah, man, there was some questionable stuff. And it, it, it's it's a very when you talk about Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, I don't even put Justin Herbert in the conversation because you gotta show you gotta be there to to be talked about, first of all. That's so fair. about the AFC, there's four quarterbacks in the AFC this year, not being one of them because he got hurt. But you're talking about the AFC, the powerhouse of the new the new elite quarterbacks are all in the AFC, man. You got Lamar Jackson, the MVP, you got Patrick mm -hmm. Paul, you got Josh, mm -hmm. Allen, you got Joe mm -hmm. Burrow. Mm-hmm. Then you can start talking about Trevor Lawrence. You can start talking about Justin. No, Herbert. no, no. I okay. Would you would you put CJ Stroud above Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I probably, probably would. Yeah, yeah, I probably would. Okay. Yeah. Would you put CJ Stroud ahead of Justin Herbert? Um, it's difficult, but but based on, I'll put it this way: it's hard because of what he did this year with that team. It's hard to to, to it's. Most people would be like, you're crazy to even think about it. But when you yeah. really think about it, you're like, look what he did. Well, put it this way. Season, so. Put it this way. If you're, if you, if I said to you for the next four years, who would you rather have CJ Stroud or Justin Herbert? 
And I'm just, I'm, I'm literally Very saying apples to apples. Very easy. It would be easy for me too. I take Stroud and everybody's going to hear me and go, that's because you're a charger hater. No, no, no. Listen, apples for apples. So if Stroud is going to make 5 million a year on a rookie deal for the next four years oh, and, Lord. and Herbert's going to make $50 million a year for the next four years, I'm just saying that the difference of the salary makes it easy for me. I'd, I'd much rather roll with Stroud and take my chances and have all that extra money versus Herbert, who I know You're what only, I've gotten. If, if the biggest compliment a person can give to you is that you don't cost a lot of money, give me the other guy. Well, no, that's Because that guy earned the money. He oh, no, I don't, think, I don't think that's the compliment to Stroud. I think it's the knock to, to Herbert. Give me Herbert, man. Give me Herbert. I'm sorry. Give me I'm Herbert. Not, not Herbert surprised. has been in a dysfunctional situation since the day he got to the league. Wait, can we just talk about reality then? Because this, this, this fantasy I always, world. I, I love to talk reality. Right, this fantasy world doesn't matter about who would you rather have. It's just like, it's what it is. Justin Herbert ain't leaving a dysfunctional you know, organization. And by the way, CJ Stroud is in a dysfunctional organization. It's been documented. Has he not? Now, if that, if this year, this year, no. You got a you got a sound head coach and you got a great offensive coordinator. Hey, oh, who who by the way won't be there next year if things go the way that they I think they're gonna go. So now he's gonna lose an OC. Go now he's gonna point. lose an OC. All I'm saying is that the AFC, like you know, Chuck, always like to bring it, always like to bring it back. You want to talk about the Chiefs? The Chiefs in six straight AFC championships. How many straight division titles? And then you're talking about going back to the Chargers. It's like. Dude, you gotta get this hiring right to even have a chance. We didn't even bring up the like, you know, think what you want about Tua. He's in the AFC. There's a you lot of quarterbacks. Think about the AFC side compared to the NFC side and what you gotta get through to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Didn't mention Rodgers. How good has Josh Allen been in his career? How good, great has he been? And the conversation around Josh Allen is you can't, you can't beat the guy. Yeah. You just can't. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I um I think uh, C.J. Stroud, I'd rather roll with a young guy who makes very little money for the next four years and see where I can go versus we've already invested all this money into a guy who's been in one playoff game and lost it. C.J. Stroud has the same number of playoff games. Well, the, he has two playoff games under his belt, and he's 1-1. One and, one. and Justin Herbert, for all of his success, has one playoff game under his belt, and he's 0-1. So, can't um, tackle. Uh, I'd rather – well, yeah, but there's a lot more to it than that. Hey, by right. the way, speak, speaking of which, he also you know, can't stay healthy. So you don't 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 forget. My dog game missing no games. Oh, don't do Herbert, that. Don't what do you mean? That. How many games he missed this year? My dog game missing no games. He just missed like half up. the season. Little hand, little hand situation. Shuck that thing off. What you mean? You mean he doesn't get hurt? He literally just did not play because he was hurt. I said don't miss no games. But he did miss a whole he bunch. Just of games. missed games. He just the season was over. <laughs> Were the Chargers playing? Hey, by the way, um, speaking on, of the stop. Chargers, how about this? We're all waiting to see what's going to happen with this Harbaugh situation. And I know that Troy Aikman was talking about it during the uh, the Fox or the ESPN broadcast of the Ravens game on Saturday. And Jim Harbaugh was at that game. Just the same way John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, was at the Michigan National Championship game. And the way Aikman was talking about Harbaugh as if it's an automatic that he's going into the NFL, like it did you guys, I don't know if anybody heard this, but the way Aikman kept referring to Jim Harbaugh's, he'll be back in the NFL next year. He's a future NFL coach. It was not like, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll go to the Chargers. Maybe he'll go to the Falcons. Maybe he'll go back to Michigan. It was an automatic assumption 
by Aikman that Jim Harbaugh was going into the NFL. And it's Monday afternoon, and I thought I thought this Charger thing might get resolved today one way or the other. And I thought it was real interesting that some other teams started to inquire about Kellen Moore. And when the Chargers said, no, you cannot interview Kellen Moore. Which team me, would that be? Which team that asked about? That, that inquired about Kellen Moore. Which team was it? Browners Bears. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. um, we got well, our guy. We ain't worried. Well, let me tell you something. Once the Chargers denied a team the the access to even interview Kellen Moore, I don't know what that means to you guys, but here's what it means to me. It means that the Chargers don't plan on letting Kellen Moore go. It means that the Chargers expect Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator, to which I would ask you guys this question. Um, if the Chargers are holding on to Kellen Moore, you think they're getting Jim Harbaugh? No. Absolutely but, not. Because Jim Harbaugh is walking through the door saying, I'm bringing my own staff, not, hey, I like the offensive coordinator you have. He can stay. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Let me ask man. you a question. We doing? we doing this again? We're going to do this again. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Ignoring the fact that he's going to cost what he costs. But you can't. Right. This is kind of where I'm going, though. But wait, wait, here's kind of where I'm going. Can Jim Harbaugh just be like, okay, you're going to give me what? Yeah, yeah, hire whoever you want. I'm good. Let's go. Like, no. I can see that. Ego. No. 20 million. You, will we 20, 25 million? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can keep them. Yeah, sure. No. Well, I don't care. No, no, no. Well, he's I could work to with meet him. with the Chargers for a second time this week, according to Adam Schefter. Say it one more time. He's a, he's going to meet with them again this week, according to Adam Schiff. Harbaugh. So the question is, the question will be, y'all got my money or not? I gave y'all, well, right, I gave y'all right, a couple days. Right, right, and and the answer is, is we we don't. Um, we ain't got and, it, dog. And and so here's the thing: we're going to wind up hiring somebody else. We're going to wind up hiring a guy like Mike Vrabel, and we're going to say to Mike Vrabel, "Hey, uh, we gave Kellen Moore a three-year contract. I'm just making. I don't know exactly what his contract was. We didn't want to get rid of him. Why do we have to we, pay him? Yeah, we, we didn't want to pay him to not be here. Right. So so hey, Mike, you yeah. take over as head coach, and Kellen Moore stays on his offense. Let me tell you one other thing. Oh, oh let me tell you this. If, 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 if Jim Harbaugh is not hired by the Chargers, but oh. whoever the next head coach is does keep Kellen Moore, I'm going to go on radio and be like, Jim Harbaugh didn't take the job because those cheap asses didn't want to didn't want to get rid of Kellen Moore. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't let him bring his own staff. Mm. I mean, let, let, listen to what you're saying. They're too cheap to get rid of Kellen Moore, but you're going to turn around. And give this guy fifteen million dollars. No, eighteen. Come that on. Sound, doesn't that sound like the charges though? It like, does. hey, hey, hey. It sounds Browner. You're literally making my point. They are so cheap that we're I... finally gonna pay this guy, but we're gonna handcuff him because we're too cheap to let him pick his own assistants. Mm -hmm. That is I'm a very Charger thing to do, Browner. That is one hundred percent a Charger thing to do. The the thing that has hit Monday for me, and then I'm pretty shocked by and this is probably a bad sign that bill belichick is still unemployed to, well to me that's a bad sign for him because he's interviewed unless the nfl is like hey no 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 announcing of signings until monday meaning today right and if they ain't done if, if they didn't put a kibosh on it because they want people to focus on the games if they told them tuesday wednesday to announce these hirings not monday so people could talk about the weekend games that's not good that's not good for Bill Belichick. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, if Atlanta thinks, hey, you know what? We'd rather have Harbaugh 
Right. Belichick's a really good backup, but until Harbaugh makes a decision, we're not making a decision. I'm not sure. I mean, if well, what, Belichick, if, what if Bill Belichick wait for Harbaugh? You want to talk about? Well, you want to talk about ego? What if Bill Belichick is like overstepping already when these interviews were just? They're just like hey, maybe not. Maybe we don't want to do this. Maybe he maybe. does want to be. Maybe he does want to be GM. You know, maybe he does want to have final say on players. Maybe he does want to have final say on player personnel. Like, do we really want to give him that? Like, look what he's leaving behind in New England. That cupboard's empty, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't nothing in New England that everybody's going to put their hat on. Like, that's my resume. You want to talk about Telesco? He's having his second interview with the Raiders. It looks like he might be the Raiders GM because Telesco leaves that cupboard with some seasoning. Wait, Telesco? Least. Wait, Telesco? You're saying that Telesco is possibly going to become the Raiders GM? I mean, they got their head coach, by the way, which, which we didn't talk about. Right. No, I mean, Antonio yeah, Pierce. I, I I love that move by yeah. by them by the Raiders to hire Antonio Pierce. I think he's the right guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's the right energy, and I think he's the right price. You know, I think Harbaugh didn't Mark, want to go there. Well, he'll I think also Mark, be fired in a year or two. Yeah, but maybe. But I think right. Mark Davis looked at Mark Davis looked at what he spent on Josh McDaniels. Mark Davis looked at what he spent on John Gruden, and he looked at the results, and he says, "Wait a second, Rich Basaccia, They played for him. We didn't hire him." Um, Antonio Pierce, these guys played for him. Not that they were seven and zero. I think they were like five and four or something like that. They were better, but they but they played harder and they believed in him and he presented the right sort of energy for that franchise. And so even if they do fire him, it's not like he's a ten or twelve million dollar a year coach. And wait, so so the rumor I, this I had not heard. I'm being it's not a rumor. It's, uh, it's being reported by local Raiders beat writers that. Uh, Tom Telesco is in Vegas right now for his second interview. I love that. I would love to see Tom Telesco become the general manager of the Raiders. I think that's a very interesting possibility. You know, I mean, look, the one thing is this, the Charger roster has been significantly better than the Raiders roster. It doesn't mean that they've won games. It just means that they've built a better roster. They've done a better job drafting. And pick players. And you know what? Let the coach coach. Let the GM go pick the players. And um, that is... That might actually make some sense, Tom Telesco, to the Raiders. Yeah. And boy, yeah. you talk about sticking it to the Spanos family. My God, mm. you you know the Raiders humiliate the Chargers. The Chargers they fire Telesco, and what does Telesco do? He goes and becomes the Raiders GM. Now that would be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, since we're talking about hirings, I do want to ask Browner what uh, size jersey he is, so I could order it once Justin Fields leaves to his new team, because the the offensive coordinator they just hired, uh, he. <laughs> So Caleb Williams is working at a place called the Quarterback Collective to do his draft previews or draft yeah. training or whatever. You know how like yeah, you know how like you know guys are quarterback coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Shane Waldron is a quarterback collective guy. Just put the pieces together. So wait, so they, they, they hired right? him? Yeah. Yes, he's the new offensive coordinator from the, from the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all, don't get your hopes up. They they're not trading Justin Fields. They're not doing it. They're not doing it because if that's the case, why did they just hire the my guy from USC? No, no, they didn't hire him. That's what I'm saying. Right. If they were if, if they were gonna take Caleb Williams, why didn't they just hire Cliff Kingsbury? Well, they didn't. They, but wait, but Alex is saying that that the guy that they just hired as offensive coordinator is is a guy who works with quarterbacks. The guy Shane Waldron, he's the right. offensive was the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Right, but Alex, are you saying that he works with this quarterback collective group? That yeah, that yeah, yeah, that is where Caleb Williams is training. Correct. Right. So there's a connection to him there. You information you got. If if we take him, we have somebody who we know can work with him. But when Shane, Shane, look, 
we already got a quarterback, bro. You want this job or not? Period. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things that if if you're putting it all the puzzle pieces together, it's getting smoky though. It's getting Ryan pulls Ryan pulls his comments, Ryan pulls his press conferences. Like, yeah, dog. What is he supposed like, to say? The picks for that sale. Justin Fields are quarterback. So the picks for sale, but, then, but the, then, he hasn't the, said that. The pick has less value because people know you're going to trade it. This is probably the most valuable number one it. pick in the history of number one picks. I don't know, man. So, so Waldron had left. He left Seattle. Is that what you're saying? I, this is yeah. a name I don't know. Um, yes. You know who I think? You know who I might think might get that Seattle job because I know everybody thinks Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn's defense was so bad against Green Bay Oof. for Dallas. You know who I think might get that Seattle job? Raheem Morris. Mm. The really? uh, yeah, the the Rams defensive coordinator. Why? Well, I mean, his name has been out there a lot, you know, and the Rams have been doing a ton to promote him, uh, whether it's uh, their their president or their general manager. I don't know what it is about the Rams. They either want him gone and they're trying to get somebody to take him off his hand off their hands like they did, or, like they did the other guy. Or the Rams, they just take a lot of pride. They're factory in, dog, yeah, in, in producing head coaches. They're factory. I would, man. I wouldn't I think... be shocked if Mike Vrabel ended up in Seattle because that seems like a, a better landing spot for both parties. I'm just Dan Quinn's Mike... going to be a head coach for sure. Maybe with I don't the Chargers. know where though. Uh, second interviews with the Titans, Seahawks, and Commanders lined up for Dan Quinn already. So yeah, Ooh. I just I'm, I'm telling you this Raheem Morris to the to the uh, Seahawks is a possibility. So just is throwing he it out. Be cheap, there. probably. Yeah, probably so. Okay. Yeah, probably so. Um, all right, listen, uh, I want to say this. For everybody that is with us on radio, stay right there, man. We got a lot more we're going to get to, a lot more about the divisional rounds. For those of you that are with us on podcasts, we're going to get uncensored, and that's going to be a lot of fun because who the hell knows what's going to happen. And for people who are watching us on TV, um, we have not gotten to the San Diego State problem. And I'm saying it's a problem, Alex. I'll, I'll preview it by saying, um, look, I get it. The Mountain West Conference there's a lot that goes on inside that conference. And as Brian Dutcher said, it's a much better conference than people know. But all of a sudden, San Diego State looks like they're struggling against the upper part of the conference. You have a quick comment on that? I agree. <laughs> nice comment. I see the time. I yeah, the that's, a good, that's a good comment is what that is. Mm -hmm. Right on. All right. Um, also, one of the other things we haven't gotten to is, you guys know it's my favorite story. The uh, the Carlsbad kid who went to Alabama, who ain't staying at Alabama. We'll get to that one coming up in Uncensored as well. Uh, radio listeners, stay right where you are. For uh, everybody else who's a podcast listener and viewer, we're going to go get Uncensored right now. This is Kaplan and crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It's time for the Cox Halftime Exclusive. And we are always being brought to you by PrizePix, prizepix.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And right now, you could turn 10 bucks into 1000 bucks when you play their specials section, which is where they combine football guys and basketball guys and just a few clicks. And before you know it, man, you can make a lot of money on PrizePix, prizepix.com slash great friends. Gosh, I was so close this weekend. I was so close. I decided to play all the quarterbacks on Sunday to all pass for more. And yet the two quarterbacks in the late game, Mahomes and Allen both went less than, and the two quarterbacks in the early game, Goff and Mayfield, they both went more than. I, I never play the less than. I always play the more than. I root, root, root for guys to, to pass for more yards or get more receptions. I got to get over my whole more 
mentality. I got to go for the less mentality. Do you guys play less at all, or do you guys? I'm I'm a more guy all the time. It's it's hard Depends for me to play situation. less. I'll play. I'll do. I do less on like two people, and that's about it. That's about it. Who do you? Yeah, play I think less you guys got to you guys got to work on your greedy level. I always do less on Paulo Bencaro. Mm-hmm. That's a deep NBA cut. Always mm-hmm. do less on him, one hundred percent of the time. And at this point, I'm always doing less on AD because I only bet on him against certain people. Mm-hmm. All right, that's you can go with that. Yeah. All right, you guys need to work on you, on how many legs you're doing here, how many players you're clicking at once. The I'm addicted time, to the six, man. I'm addicted the, to the six. I'll be itching when I I pick two. I'll be like, okay, I could do a third one, and I get to the third. Like, I could do another one. Why don't you do three, two cards? I could, and put like your makes- like your put like your you're like, oh, this is not like that. I'm not so confident in this one, so maybe I'll put these two on the side. Go four together on your confident ones. But you guys over here just trying to trying to win the lotto every time. You making perfect sense. That don't mean I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm in it for the three. I'm in it for the rush. Scott's and asking, what, and I'm just telling you what, what it is. I'm telling you, I was so this weekend. If if that Buffalo game would have gone to overtime, those quarterbacks would have gone more than what their prize picks numbers were. But as it turns out, um, Stephon Diggs can't catch the ball for Buffalo. And Patrick Mahomes has a really strong running game. I, I'll tell you this. I will continue to play Isaiah Pacheco the entire way through the playoffs. That guy runs hard. They keep feeding him the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and even like in the second half when he needed to get to like 62 yards and he only had like 33, I'm like, he's going to bust off a couple of runs. And, you know, just 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards. I, I'm on Isaiah Pacheco mm-hmm. every single game. You don't like that play, huh? Gonna, against that Ravens defense? No. Well, I don't know what the number is yet. I don't know what the, we'll have to see what the number is. Whatever the number is, I don't like it. Okay, I got you. All right, let me do this. Um, during the radio show today, we never got to San Diego State 63 basketball. Sixty-three and a half, by the way. How much is it? Sixty-three and a half. Yeah, that's that's they're teasing me because um, it's he could go sixty-two yards, but he could also be at like fifty-five and break off a fifteen-yarder. And I'm gonna and the I'm Chiefs gonna... just lost an All-Pro guard with a pec injury too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so. I'll tell you this. I, I can tell you that our, our friends over at Sports Injury Central have already told me their play of the week is Baltimore. They said, if you can get Baltimore right now, I think Baltimore is favored by three. Mm-hmm. You have to check me on that. But I was told right away on Monday, and they because they want you to make their your pick early when you get the best line. So they're like, dude, take Baltimore now. Uh, they said Baltimore is their biggest play. And they've had Kansas City for the last two weeks, and that's those have been my top plays for the last two weeks. So they like Baltimore, which I do too. I got to be honest with you. I mean, early I, lines is right now. So if you got it this morning, it was three, but now it's three and a half. Yeah. And then San Francisco seven. Oh, I don't like that at all. I like Detroit in that game. I mean, it's seven points for sure. I yeah. think it's going to move down. I think most people are going to look at that number and that number probably drops like five. I'm going to see if I can get Detroit right now at seven. Okay. All right. Let me do this. We didn't get during the radio show. We never got to San Diego state basketball. Alex, um, I'll throw it over to you. I watched the San Diego State basketball game on Saturday morning. I knew that at 10 o'clock it was coming on. The last two weeks, they've been playing on big CBS. And for the last two weeks, uh, conference games against upper echelon conference opponents. But San Diego State has not been able to get over the hump. Look, do I think that the San Diego State basketball team is all of a sudden not going to be you know, competitive in the postseason tournament and not make it to the NCAA tournament? No, it's not that. It's just a matter of you're going to find yourself in a position of having to win the conference tournament potentially to guarantee a spot in the NCAA tournament. Just because you were in the championship game last year and in the final four 
does not guarantee you. It might give you a little extra consideration, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. And uh, it just looks like either A, San Diego State has come back to the pack or the pack has caught up to these guys. Well, if you look at the rankings, it'll tell you that the pack has come up to these guys. There's, okay. Uh, the Mountain West currently has three teams ranked and San Diego State's not one of them. So that should tell you what what the voters think about the conference so far. Utah State's ranked 18th. They haven't played them yet. Uh, Colorado State's ranked 24th. They haven't played them yet. New Mexico, who they lost to on national television, is ranked 25th. San Diego State's getting the second others receiving votes. So technically they're ranked 27th. So San Diego State's still getting a little bit of um, respect, I would say. Uh, but in my opinion, Scott, the fact that you've lost back-to-back -back Saturdays on national television, yeah, both on the road, but both offensively, you look terrible. That's not a good thing. You know that that's the kind of thing that people remember that a committee would that that a committee member sees that a selection committee sees. So to me, it's not that they lost; it's where they lost. If you lose on CBS Sports Network tomorrow night against Wyoming at ten o'clock at night on the East Coast, like how many people are even watching that thing? Mm -hmm. When you lose at one p.m. Eastern time on CBS as everybody's tuning in again, ready for football. Like, yeah, man, that's a bad loss. That's a real bad loss. It don't matter because that's a visual. The eye test is important to people, to voters. And I think that's a very bad thing in the, because you didn't look good offensively against New Mexico. You definitely didn't look good offensively against Boise state defense is one thing, but when you look bad, when Jaden Ladee gets shut down, you're looking competent offensively. It's that simple. They, nobody else stepped up on Saturday. Nobody. And if your guy's going to get shut down, and what I mean shut down is not score 20-plus points, somebody, other dude's got to make shots. It's got to be a flow. There's got to be a rhythm. And right now, San Diego State does not have that. When you have a player of that caliber, though, you're going to run into a couple of games where he doesn't give you the production that you were used to getting. And it's going to take a couple of those losses for other guys to be able to tell when that's happening. And I think that's what we're seeing now. You're seeing where Jay Ledee cannot be effective it's taking too long for other guys to realize. Now, now this may be a, a part of a coaching thing. But this also may be a lesson learned thing. And I think this is a lesson these guys are going to learn that when you can see it's not going to happen for him tonight, whether it be defensive scheming or there's a guy on the other side that just it just has his number because that happens too. Other guys will start kicking in. They'll start running plays for other people. And then he'll start getting his within the flow. So yeah. I, those, well, you, the last, the, they didn't, I don't think those losses hurt. I think those were necessary no, losses because of the way that they lost them. I wouldn't say necessary losses, but I don't. I agree with you. The fact that I don't think they hurt by what the votes are still getting. The, the fact that they're still technically ranked 27th in the country. They've played a very difficult schedule so far. I agree with you. Like I don't think that they hurt as much as maybe I think. I'm just telling you from a perspective standpoint, I do think it might hurt them in the long run because I don't know if they have any more CBS games for the rest of the schedule because I don't see any on the schedule right now, but some don't have TV like settings yet yeah but they i play tomorrow night fva has and they got a week off to get healthy because they have had guys out with sickness so they play tomorrow FBA has uh, against wyoming and then they don't play for a week and that's when they got to go to colorado state which is probably the last real real tough road game that they have so far this this season i think for me what i'm getting at though is is that the way this thing is lining up is that there are enough good teams in the conference who might mm -hmm. get at large bids and San Diego state may not be automatic. You know, um, if you have three teams that are currently ranked in the top 25 and um, San Diego state goes in and wins the mountain West conference tournament and gets that automatic bid that could theoretically knock out. I'm just using an example of Colorado state. Okay. 
But on the other hand, if um, let's say Colorado State wins the Mountain West Conference Tournament and San Diego State is not even a finalist in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, the likelihood of, of an unranked San Diego State team getting an at-large bid just because they were in the championship game a year ago is so far from automatic. See, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that they're they're not getting an at large bid because I think if you look at the top seventy teams in the country after the bids that people receive by conference tournament and X Y Z, they're one of the better teams in the country. The question is, will the conference stand tall so they all right. can get in? Because San Diego State still, as of this moment, they have five games against ranked opponents remaining. Right. So they could very plenty easily of, plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. All right, coming right back here for those of you that are watching on Cox. Um, lots more to get to from the NFL divisional round. Stay right where you are. We're being presented by Prize Picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends, or use that QR code with your phone. Stick around, plenty more to come. Wrapping things up today and getting a little uncensored around here. So um Good day today. Solid day. We did not get to, I'll make a brief mention of it. I, it blows my mind the way college football has changed so much. This guy from Carlsbad, the number one high school quarterback in the country, is going to Alabama. He registers for classes. And the day he registers for classes is the day that Nick Saban resigns. Not only do a ton of kids automatically bail from the Alabama program, you would think that the kids that had been there be like, hey, look, I want to stay here. I mean, we're Alabama. We're in the hunt every year. These guys couldn't get out of there fast enough. I came to play for Saban, and that's why I'm at Alabama. You think I wanted to come here? I came to play for Saban. And you want to live kid, in Tuscaloosa, bro? Get me out of here. And this kid, Julian saying, Carlsbad kid, you know, number one high school quarterback in the country. This guy, as soon as Saban resigned, he's like, I'm out. Later. You know, I'm out of here. And immediately, I was surprised, immediately signs with Ohio State. And Ohio State, it turns out, has another incoming freshman quarterback who's like, I, I don't know that he's top three or five in the country, but he was top, I don't know, call it 10 or 15 high school prospects in the country. And so he was good enough for Ohio State to give him a scholarship. And so now you've got a full quarterback room of two incoming freshmen, one who's the number one player in the country, one who's like top 10, and the quarterbacks they already had there. I just feel like Eric Spolstra, the, the Heat coach, said it really well about a week or so ago. He's like, man, he's the, these young kids today, if you don't start them right away, if you don't kiss their ass, if you don't tell them how great they are, the first instinct is get out of here. Yeah. And I can't blame I can't blame Julian Sand for not wanting to be at Alabama. I mean, if you want to play for Nick Saban and you want to play for for Alabama, those two things go hand in hand. If Saban's not there, why the hell do I want to be there? I'm glad this kid had the opportunity mm -hmm. to actually walk the fuck up off that campus when Nick Saban decided he didn't want to be there. Period. Because before that wasn't the case. This kid should be able to go wherever he feels the need to go if the coach gets up and walks out. Now, as great as Nick Saban was. That kid didn't go to Alabama. He didn't leave Southern California to go to Alabama because he likes the South. He went to play for the coach, just like he didn't chose Ohio State because he's going to play for the coach. Like, he didn't choose USC. He didn't choose UCLA. He didn't choose San Diego State. He chose a program that could best serve his talents. So it yeah, and they got a Ohio State. They got a Kansas State quarterback, Will Howard, who just transferred there. He started 27 games for them. Uh, Devin Brown is a, a guy that's been there. He's entering his third season. Uh, they have 
two other guys that have already been there as well. And the, mm. the quarterback, Kyle McCord, who was their quarterback this year, transferred to Syracuse. That's who you were asking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coach Prime told y'all already, a lot of these high school kids are getting passed over because you don't need them. And so if a guy like Julian Sands makes this decision, I hope he's making that decision with the with his intent on playing being the number one thing in mind. Because if you go to a crowded room and Bill O'Brien is coming in now as the offensive coordinator, that sounds like a no promises situation. Like, oh, oh. you better be better than these other dudes. If also, I were him, just because you're a five star quarterback, don't mean nothing, don't, don't mean nothing dude. Right. Ask nothing, Malachi bro. Nelson. Where's oh, he at? Now? Here, here's a better example. You ready? Here's, <laughs> here, here's here's how you should handle things. I like how you answered that question. You should handle things the way Arch Manning is handling things. He was the number Correct. one high school guy. He went to Texas. Texas has an established starter. He's he was the back quarterback for the uh, for the playoff game. And you know what? Um, take your time. Last year you were in high school. Come in, learn the offense, learn the mm -hmm. personnel, get bigger, stronger, and faster, and then compete. Um, and if things don't work out, okay, fine. You may have to go somewhere else. But this this impatience. If I'm this kid, Julian Sam, I wasn't going to start at Alabama my freshman year. They've got a guy. That guy just led them to the playoffs. Um, so, but he wasn't a thrower, though. He's not a thrower. Oh, really? Because I saw that throw he made against Auburn on the last play of the game that saved their season, and he's got heart, that kid, big heart. Uh, I also so, saw with the game on the line, he ran right into the offensive line and lost the game. But that was the play call. If a, if you were a thrower, they're not calling that play. I think what you guys, Scott, you were on the right track, I think, is that both of you made the correct point. I don't think Julian Sane's going to start for Ohio State next year, but I think he knows Ryan Day ain't going anywhere, to Browner's point. Right. So I think that, like, I'm going to a place where I know what I'm getting. I know that they're good. I know that I have a chance eventually. may not be this mm -hmm. year. So I think he's listening to both of you at the exact same time. Yeah. I, I, you know, like, would he have stayed? Would Maybe, like, maybe there was an ounce of him now that, like, Kalen DeBoers is there. Maybe it's like, oh, maybe. But, oh, well, I'm going to Ohio State. Ryan Day. I know I'm going to have a chance. I know this coach ain't going to leave here in the next years because where's he going to go? What's bigger than Ohio State, you know? So. I think he did Michigan. the right thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I like it too. I, I mean, I, I thought to myself, if I'm from Carlsbad, do I want to go to USC? Do I want to go to you? I mean, USC? Uh, maybe not. I don't know for sure. I something just doesn't rub me right about SC. If I were this kid, do I want to go to UCLA? No. Do I want to go to Cal or Stanford? No. Do I want to go I, to Oregon? Mm, you also don't know. Question. Let's be real. We also don't know what those schools are going to be in their right. new conference yet. Right. That's the problem. Here's the question. If Jim Harbaugh wasn't flirting with the NFL, would he have gone to Michigan? Because J.J. McCarthy's done. I mean, maybe. Probably maybe. not. I don't think that Harbaugh flirtation is going to go anywhere. I think he's going to leverage the hell out of Michigan every summer or every winter. But but the, <laughs> but I think but I guess the point, though, that Browner is trying to ask is, is that if Harbaugh were secure at Michigan, if you felt like Harbaugh wasn't going anywhere, would Michigan have been an attractive place for him? Because I think J.J. McCarthy leaving and this kid being a number one quarterback – and I, and I don't re recall Jim Harbaugh having a quarterback of that caliber before J.J. McCarthy. And now look what happened when he got him. Look at the, the success he had. And now you get Julian Sands. But again, I think the uncertainty of it. And he probably had Ohio State second in his in his choices and just went to a second school. Yeah. Well, I hope it all works out for the kid. I really do. Me because, too, man. Uh, Me too. You know, the, I mean. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I mean, just to have, the, to have the number one player in the country right here in your backyard. It's pretty you cool. Know? Yeah. Anyway, you were saying, Alex? National Weather Service San Diego. Torrential rainfall continues across much of San Diego County this morning. 
in bold cap letters. Do not travel unless you absolutely have to across the county, but especially near downtown San Diego. And this is like one of those, you know, those signs on the freeway that they always try and rhyme, yeah. you know, like yeah. this, this, they tweeted something funny. Like when encountering flooded roadways, turn around, don't drown. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm looking outside my house right now and I, it's still raining. The rain is still coming down. It's not nearly as hard as it was, but it is still coming down. And I can see my neighbor down here, man. She got on like a full blown rain suit, jacket, mm -hmm. hood, pants, boots, and she's outside doing gardening. Nice. See about that. I can, only imagine, I can only imagine what Fashion Valley looks like right now. Oh, dude, it's got to be a lake. Got to be a lake. Yeah. Lake Lake Valley is what it's called. I was supposed now. to get a haircut today, and it's in that area. I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll yeah. just go tomorrow. Yeah. I got to go back to this school. I might cuss somebody out, man. I might need is, some bail money. Is it uh? Is it going to supposed to pass tonight though? Like, or is it supposed no, to keep it's going supposed to tomorrow? rain tomorrow too? Shit! Wow. Our old colleague. Holy crap! If you go to San Diegoville's Instagram, yeah. The freeways oh, yeah. look like an ocean, dog. San Diego is down here, me up. and Browner, it's down here by us, dude. This on ramp from the ninety four to the fifteen, that is underwater, oh. and our and our former colleague D Smith stuck in it. I was, he just tweeted about it too. Really, San Diegoville's, yeah. uh, they crack me up on uh, on Instagram. They always got something. Like, did you guys happen to see the um, rodeo that was happening down yeah, at Petco Park side. last week, and the horse that ran right into the fence? Yeah, you know San Diegoville, they got that stuff. They're covered. So wait, so D Smith uh, posted a tweet. Yeah. He's stuck. Yeah, the northbound five. It's like flooded completely, and he ain't moving. Oh no. D Smith, I haven't seen D Smith on social at all here. I'll see zero chance. I'll be there at noon. <laughs> <laughs> and before oh, I go, where uh, are you going? Caitlin Clark. That's a flop, boo. That's a flop. Do better. Oh, do better. Stop. Come on, people, man. People who know, they know. You, I you saw don't need the attention, young lady. I saw you're, you're, a, you're a phenomenal basketball player. You are otherworldly. You are amazing. Baby girl, that's a flop. You're too good. That, way. that was also the you, weakest you, courts. You know me and my court storming ratings and, and oh, hate yeah, for you. it. That was, what, that what was a give weak. Me? What would you give that? That was a weak ass court. No, I'm not saying I don't know the circumstances. I don't know who they played. Nothing. I didn't look into the story. I would play TikTok. I would play Ohio State. I would okay. ask Caitlin Clark. Sure. Okay. Is Ohio she State bad 40. at basketball? They're not awesome. They were ranked though. Okay. They were oh, and they still rushed. Okay, first of all, weak. Second of all, if you're gonna rush the court, at least fill the court. There were like 10 people yeah, rushing well, the court. It was embarrassing. Game. Come on, dog. It's it a, a women's game. It was embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing. Fill the court. It's a women's game. <laughs> exactly. All right. We got go. equal criticism around here, man. That's fair. That's fair. Caitlin Clark, watch out. Yeah. Come on. All right. We got to go. Took an elbow. She took an elbow to the face, dude. Yeah, dude. You know. Get out of here with his elbow to the face. He barely hit the, 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 the lady running with the camera, barely hit her, and almost dodged her. Why don't, we, watch it? Why don't, we, the shoulder roll. Why don't we Why don't we look at the video, and then we can analyze it? Do we got, we got the thing? That should have been the highlight of the day. We should put that junt up there. Send me put that right, we'll, up there, man. We'll, 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 do it tomorrow. we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do oh, it tomorrow. Oh, Wait this is vicious. Vicious, bro. Oh, he's going to play it. Hold on. Oh, at least she's like Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Why? Like, what are you doing? You see her brace? You see her brace? Watch her brace. 
and punch. Come on. That is a vicious elbow. She, she braced and pushed. Watch your hands man. go up. Man, I'm all for representation, man. Boom. Wow. Oh, so if that, that made you reach, you think I'll be saying something different? 100%. That, that court stormer needs piece. to be arrested for, for – You're a cold piece, bro. You're a cold <laughs> piece for that one. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Much love. We're back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.